Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 13, episode 13 of this year. So if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. It'll be a great help. We're going to do the readings for the fourth week of Ordinary Time. The readings for the fourth Sunday, that is, the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. And once again, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. I would greatly appreciate it. So, <clears throat> let's begin with the opening prayer, the uh, act of contrition in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay, now we go to the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, uh, now we are in the fourth week of Ordinary Time, and... The opening antiphon, entrance antiphon, is from Psalm 106. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, and give thanks to your holy name, and make it our glory to praise you. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, and to give thanks to your holy name and make it our glory to praise you. What does that mean? Well, through our Lord Jesus Christ, we are all gathered from all nations, all tribes, 
people from all the four corners of the earth. Remember what our Lord said. All authority of heaven and earth has been handed over to me. And he sent his apostles to go forth to all nations. And it says that all nations and tongues, all people will bow down and praise him. So the church fulfills that mission. The church and her successors and all of us who are baptized in the Holy Catholic Church, the apostolic church, meaning from the apostles, we fulfill this. So we bear witness. We go forth and we bear witness because that is what we're supposed to do. Not just the bishops, not just the, the, the religious, the nuns, the missionaries, but we, all of us, every single one of us, we fulfill that mission because we're supposed to fulfill that mission. Okay, uh, let's begin with the first reading. Okay, so the first reading is from, from the book of the prophet Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 and 17 to 19 okay a prophet to the nations i appointed you a reading from the book of the prophet jeremiah the word of the lord came to me saying before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i dedicated you a prophet to the nations I appointed you. But do you but do you gird your, your loins, stand up, and tell them all that I command you? Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city a pillar of iron, a wall of brass against the whole land, against Judah's kings and princes, and against its priests and people. They will fight against you, but not prevail over you, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Okay, one more time. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, and then from verse 17 to 19. A people to the nations I appointed you. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. But do you, but do you gird your loins, stand up, and tell them all that I command you? Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city, a pillar of iron, a wall, a wall of brass, against the whole land against Judah's kings and princes, against its priests and people.
They will fight against you, but not prevail over you. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 71. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. In you, Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold, to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O Lord, my trust, O God, from my youth. On you I depend from my birth. From my mother's womb you are my strength. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall declare your justice, day by day your salvation. O God, you have taught me from my youth. Until the present I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. One more time. Psalm 71. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. Oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O oh Lord, my trust, O oh God, from my youth. On you I depend, from my birth, from my mother's womb, you are my strength. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall declare your justice, day by day your salvation. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth. Until the present, I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Okay, the uh, second reading is from 1 Corinthians. It's uh, from chapter 12, uh, from verse... 31 to chapter 13, verse 13. All right. So faith, hope, and love remain for these three, but the greatest of these is love.
strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts, but I shall show you still more excellent way. If I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. And if I have the gifts of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I had my if I hand my body over so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, it is not pompous, it is not inflated, and it is not rude, it does not seek its own interests, it is not quick-tempered, it does not brood over injury, it does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. If there are prophecies, they will be brought to nothing. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be brought to nothing. For we know partially and we prophesy partially, but when the perfect comes the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I used to talk as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. At present, we see, incidentally, as in a mirror, but then face to face. At present, I know partially, then I shall know fully, as I am fully known. So faith, hope, and love remain. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Let's read it one more time. Strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts, but I shall show you still more excellent way. This is uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 31. Uh, and, uh, well, it goes from 13, chapter 13, verse 4 to 13. So faith, hope, and love remain, but the, but, um, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts, but I shall show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a cla clashing cymbal. But if I have the gifts of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I hand my body over so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, 
It is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over, over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. If there are prophecy, they will be brought to nothing. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be brought to nothing. For we know partially and we prophesy partially. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I used to talk as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. At present, we see indistinctly as in a mirror, but then face to face. At present, I know partially, then I shall know fully as I am fully known. So faith, hope, and love remain, these three. But the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, let's begin. Uh, the Alleluia Antiphon is from uh, St. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives. Alleluia, Alleluia. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 4, verse 21 to 30. Like Elijah and Elisha, Jesus was not sent only to the Jews. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord. May your word be in our mind, our mouth, and our heart. Jesus began speaking to the synagogue, saying, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all who spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They were asked, isn't this the one, uh, the son of Joseph? He said to them, surely you will quote me this proverb, physician, cure yourself and say, do here in your native place, the things that you, that we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, amen. I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you. There were many widows in Israel in the days of Elisha when the sky was closed for three and a half years and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephtha in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But Jesus passed through the midst of them 
and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So, the first reading from the uh, book of Jeremiah is a very popular one where God says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. It opens up with those words. Why? Because here's the thing. God knows every single one of us. Every single individual human being that ever existed on the planet. Every one of us, he formed us and he knew us. He knew who we are. He knew our names. He knew into he knew us intimately. He knew he knows us intimately. He knows us the the creature we're supposed to be, and he knows who we are as the fallen human person, the fallen individual as well. He knows us intimately. What the good we're capable of and the evil we're capable of. God knows every single one of us. Jeremiah, um, this particular passage has often, uh, is a proof to a pro-life, pro-lifer, that God knows every single individual, every single one of us. And he, every single human person that is conceived, God knows intimately, he knows personally, he knows every single person. But for some reason, um, because obviously of, of sin, human beings want to shut this thing out of their mind. When we shut this idea that God knows us intimately, it's also a way for us to push God away out of our lives you know, out of our existence, out of the purpose and meaning of our lives, because we've been convinced through bad thinking, bad ideology, bad philosophy, bad, bad ways of thinking uh, that are alien, that we're not special, that human beings are not personal, that we're not, um, that we're not unique, that we're not special, that human existence is an, a, a non-important event, that there's nothing grand or important about our existence, that there's no, obviously, again, there's no purpose, there's no meaning, that we're just another animal that has occupied this rock, this planet. So this gives other people a reason to commit evil, to, to do what, if, to do what you will, to do what you like, to do what you feel, you know, you know, do what you will and do what you like. Never mind if it's right or wrong, if it violates, you know, if it feels good, do it. If it's wrong and it feels good, do it. This 
is the mindset. This is why we don't want to know God. And to know God acknowledges us that we are accountable, that we are created in his image. Not to acknowledge God, not to acknowledge that human pe human existence has a meaning and a purpose it takes away moral accountability of our existence. It makes us accountable to a greater judge. Now, human beings, we don't, we live in a society and we imitate God. We imitate, we imitate God through a lot of things. One is thought. We can think because we're given consciousness. Two, when we think, we get, we, we, we imitate God by, by talking by giving names, by organizing. We organize the world around us. We, we organize laws. We organize our system, our social structures. We organize our thoughts in writing. We know, we acknowledge differences between right and wrong. We plan things, we grow things, we plan we economize, right? We, we basically imitate God in art, in literature, in mathematics. Mathematics is one of the greatest, I think, examples of the existence of God. How did human beings figure out one plus one equals two, two plus two, plus two equals four? Right? Two and one equals three. Four and four equals eight. How, do you, how did we come up with numbers? That's a good example. And the fact that we organize our lives, our families, we cultivate, we breed animals, right? We... We can build aqueducts and wells and water. All these things show that we imitate God. And we have a great desire for beauty. We have a great desire for meaning. That is an example of the image of God in our lives. You know, and that's, that's, that's one of the most important things. We take care. We have a desire to love. We have, we take care of the young. We take care, we give, you know, we take care of them by clothing, by food. We nurture. We nourish, we nurture, and we feel sadness and joy. These things don't come from anywhere. You know, they don't come from a void. They come, they don't come from nowhere, was what my correct words. They come from somewhere. 
and they come from someone. Someone. You know, you know, it's 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 sad that we live in a world that abuses freedom. Abuses freedom. And it's sad when this freedom is abused. It's heartbreaking when we abuse other people. You know, when we get to the... Um, I mean, here, the, the, what goes on in Jeremiah... The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. But do, but do you gird your loins? Meaning, do you, are you brave? Stand up and tell them all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city. A fortified city. Again, well, those words come to my mind, uh, a city on a hill. And Jeremiah being encouraged to stand up, stand up and speak and to talk to them because you, we have to tell the world the wrong direction they're going. The, the terrible direction of going. The time that Jeremiah was sent to Israel, Israel has fallen in such moral, spiritual decay, even sexual decay. They were sacrificing their children at this time to Baal. They were practicing human sacrifice. Their own children was being sacrificed. Look at today in our society. We have now all this stuff about transgenderism. We're obsessed with the LGBTQ. Now, why are we so willing to make accommodations for this? Uh, Matt Walsh just had a debate on, a debate on uh, Dr. Phil where he said, I mean, look, we know that anorexia, eating disorder, is bad, is a disease. We know it's destructive. We know that it's... it's um, suicidal yet we can acknowledge that but for some reason nobody wants to acknowledge that transgenderism uh people who want to believe that they're another sex men want to believe that they're women women want to believe that they're men women go so far as they mutilate their their breasts uh men go so far as they mutilate their bodies they can't they're going to have their their sexual organ removed or somehow, I don't know how they do it, but not that I care, but still. What do you think all the root of this comes from? Pornography. The root of all this is sexual perversion. The root of it comes from a deep-seated sexual perversion. Majority of these people were all sexually abused. Every single one of them. They, they have been so sexually abused that they 
they have reached this. This is the generation, I would say a majority of this is probably a generation that are from my generation. When um, I grew up, VHSs would became the standard entertainment format, right? I remember we used to have all those VHS stores where we rent all the movies. Uh, when I was a kid, we wanted to watch uh, all those films like RoboCop, Terminator, um, uh, all the uh, Superman, Christopher Reeves movies, all the Star Wars and everything, and all the Alien films, and all the um, Lethal Weapon films. They all came out on VHSs. That was the big thing. That was the, the big thing. And along with all that entertainment, pornography got a foothold. And, you know, with all with all the movies that come out from Hollywood, all those films, it doesn't add, it adds very little to what, it's nothing compared to the pornographic industry. There was, you know, you, you know I remember there was a boy in my block in DeGraw Street, Brooklyn, me and my brother, we used to go to his house because he had a collection of VHS films. But along with the collection of VHS films, his father and mother were involved in the pornographic industry. It was a collection of all their pornographic movies. Father had an unbelievable collection of film equipment and he was a photographer he made all this and he was involved in that industry that was that was his bread and butter his money and the stuff was there was all around us uncomfortable as it was but that was it and that was the big that really is the money making of the whole industry. It doesn't matter how many Spider-Man superheroes you put out. It doesn't compare to what the sex the sex industry makes. It's a small amount, and all these the that this entire industry. The main point I'm trying to say here has affected every single kid, every single life. And everyone was exposed to some form of sexual abuse, worse than others. And all these people who are in, grew up in the trans, uh, who are now in the in the transgender community, LGBT community. Every, every single one of them were kids that have been affected, abused, and now. We're, we're reaping the harvest of it. Nobody wants to say anything because that's what's, that's the root of it. That is the root of it. And sadly, we have become like ancient Israel of old. Okay, the, the fertility religions, the sex cult religions, the child sacrifice religions, the same thing like Sodom and Gomorrah. This is what affected the Israelites and destroyed them. And this is what's destroying us. And we're not going to get better till we admit it.
the reason why we keep quiet about all this transgenderism and the reason why a lot of it now is affecting kids, kids are going through hormone therapy, is because of the pornographic industry. Because of this, kids are getting hurt. And this is why it's all happening. Now, the, when we get to Paul's letter here, I know some people are thinking, how does this fit in? Well, when Paul says here about, I want you to listen carefully here about his words. He says about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not, it is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. It is not it is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. If there are prophecy, what he means here, false prophecy, they will be brought to nothing. If tongues, they will cease, meaning people claiming to, to supernatural, whatever, all these things, they're all false. It's going to come to nothing. Um, if knowledge, it will be brought to nothing. Uh, if we, we know partially and we, and we prophesy partially, but whenever the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. In other words, all these other stuff, all these other false things that are out there that claim to be uh, try to imitate God, they will be exposed. Every single one of them will be exposed. The lie will be exposed. Okay? The lie that's pretending to be the truth will be exposed. Okay? It will be exposed. Okay? So my message to even those Catholics out there, like myself, who really believe the church is not living completely to its true potential because of this of the liberals that are oppressing it they will they will go away don't worry about it they will disappear they will disappear but it doesn't mean the church won't struggle they won't have other problems okay god is going to prevail the holy spirit will prevail it will prevail it will the truth will prevail. The, the false teachers will, go, will disappear. The bad bishops will disappear. The bad priests will disappear. The perverted priests will disappear. They will all cease. But God is not going to make it easy for us until we become the people he wants us to be, that we need to be. You know, we have to start living the faith by, by stepping forward, by stop being afraid. You know, by stop, you know, we have to speak up when there's evil. You know, Michael Voris is right about all those, all these things about sitting in the sideline and trying to be pious. You can't do it. Remember, if you either cold or hot, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. The Lord said it. When Jesus came and spoke in the, in the synagogue in, in Nazareth, 
when he mentioned the prophet Elijah and, and how the heavens were closed for, for three and a half years, he's right about that. These things were happening during the days of the prophet Elijah. When King Ahab was around, when he brought Jezebel, and she was spreading all these, these bell worship and, and, and child sacrifice. And Elijah thought he was the only one left. And it turns out there wasn't. He wasn't the only one left. There was others. But everybody needs to start speaking up. You know, big corporations are pouring money into the church. All right, into the church. And there, the, a lot of people, you know, basically it's the sin of Judas, the, the sin of Judas compromising. And we have to, we have to pray and we have to speak up. If we don't speak up, we're going to be held accountable. Okay. There is a, a serious, we live in a seriously evil time. It's been a, an evil time for a long time. Mother Angelica, back in 1993, when there was a World Youth Day, they, uh, a group of um, liberals decided to, they, they wanted to humiliate and embarrass the Pope. There was a Stations of the Cross that was done by um, mimes, Mimes, like those French mimes, whatever you want to call them there, you know, and the the leading role of of our Lord was played by a woman. Right. This was deliberate. This was deliberate in order to try to say that the Catholic Church needs to catch up with the times and ordain women. Again, it's always this ordaining of women ordaining of women it's always this thing to undermine the church's teaching and she got angry at that time her habit was very very different it was uh, it was more of a contemporary nun's habit and she gave that famous speech when she said i am tired i am tired of your false teachings i'm 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 paraphrasing here i'm tired of your uh, your lies i'm tired of your bad liturgies i'm tired of your confusion i'm tired of your bad catechesis i'm tired i'm tired and she said i'm speaking up you were because no, she knew that they were hoping that she wouldn't say a thing but she but mother angelica was a type of woman that would was going to say anything she's she was going to speak out and she said it you know you took, you know, you, you know, she, she told them, she told them off. You, you took away the kneelers so people do not kneel during, during the consecration in that great, awesome, awesome presence of the, the, the body and blood and soul divinity of our Lord. You took away that. You took away the altar rails. You took away everything. Well, guess what? We're not keeping quiet anymore. And that's what her habit changed. She said, she admitted we dress this way to try to look accommodating to the world. Well, we're going to look more Roman Catholic now. So she, she understood it. She understood it. She understood what had to be done. She understood that. She understood what was going on. She even said it back in 1993. You're not, a, you know, you're so willing to teach children sex education in kindergarten. She admitted all this stuff. 
she admitted it and that and that showed you how well you could say she woke up using the word woke the problem is is that like michael forrest said a lot of us do not want to rock the boat we complain but we don't want to get involved because we are afraid to making our lives uncomfortable recently um a protestant minister spoke up against trans transgenderisms and and lgbtq and his youtube channel just got canceled because he spoke up against it but they can't do anything to all of us if we do it and the thing is the media is changing anyway now you know slowly people are uh, are leaving uh youtube and there's going to be more uh more channels speaking up i mean yesterday um friday i'm i'm making this video on a saturday to so put it out for you guys um you saw that magnificent sea of of police officers of blue it was fantastic. It was a beautiful um, service at, at, at St. Patrick's Cathedral. I mean, Dolan uh, did his part well. He um, he kept himself, uh, I guess you can say, behaved himself, let's put it that way. And it was a magnificent, it was a magnificent uh, dedication to a life of a, of a young police officer NYPD officer Jason Rivera of uh, he was of Dominican heritage and it was a beautiful bagpipes everything and people came out because they got tired of the injustice tired of the abuse of the law tired of politicians um, with their own personal gain And there's going to be another one Wednesday. And I hope, you know, I hope it's just as beautiful. And I pray it would be just as beautiful. But we also have to start being more Roman Catholic. Start praying like Roman Catholics. You know, lately a lot has been on my mind about purgatory. And I want to do a, a podcast channel on purgatory. We need to, to, to stop being afraid. We need to stop being afraid. And we also need to stop the division. The division between uh, Catholics, especially this whole thing now with the Trinitine Mass, the, the, Latin, the, the, the Latin Mass Catholics. Um, it's hurting the church. I understand about the abuse of liturgy and I understand what people like Dr. Taylor Marshall want and those of the Fatima Center want. But, you know, one of the things that bothers me about the uh, our traditional Latin mass brothers and sisters 
is that they also reject the divine mercy revelation, the, uh, the, 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 the divine mercy chaplet. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. And, and also they, they, they don't care for the luminous mysteries. I, I truly believe that's terribly wrong. You know, the devil can, 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 can seep in just as much as he can seep in into the Novus Ordo umbrella, hide underneath it. He can also hide in the um, the traditional Latin Rite Catholics. Hide under them. Mother Angelica said back in 1993, I am not a Lethabite. Meaning that she's not rejecting She's not rejecting the um, the documents of Vatican II. She refuses to reject it. And I think she's right. But she's not also, she's not rejecting the Latin Mass, the, Tr the, the Trinitine Mass. She's not re she never rejected that either. She's just said, I am just a Roman Catholic, a Latin Rite Catholic. And she's absolutely right. God bless her memory. She's absolutely right about that. I believe that Novus Ordo can be done properly. You know, ad orientum in Latin. I used to struggle with all this, struggle with it, but now I realize I don't have anything to, I don't I don't need to struggle with it. It can be done properly people it can be done properly and it should be demanded to be done properly what we're going through now is i think it's by the will of god he the permitted will of god to bring out more saints okay and like the lord said by their fruit you shall know them by their fruit, you shall know them. Okay? I believe that. And I believe things are going to get better. Things will get better because it has to get better because the Lord is in charge of everything. The Holy Spirit is in charge of everything. Okay, so um, let's close this off. Let's just say a prayer. And um, let's say also... a. Um, say a Hail Mary for um, we'll say a, a Hail Mary for the, the church we'll say a Hail Mary for the Pope we'll say a Hail Mary for uh, one for each officer a police officer that that um, that was uh, his life was taken on the line of duty and um Again, we have to pray for things to get better. We, we, things will get better. Let's begin. All right, let's do this. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only, Son, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, 
Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come. Amen. For the Holy Catholic Church, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For the Pope, Pope Francis, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For our local parishes, Catholic parishes, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For our pastors or priests, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For our religious, our nuns and brothers and deacons, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For the uh, victims of abuse, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>